You guys look good. You guys smell good. You guys going to be anywhere on a Friday night but you're in church. I have a 30-minute message tonight. Can you guys pay attention for 30 minutes? I got 30 minutes, and we're out of here, I promise you. Uh, church is not supposed to be enduring. It's supposed to be enjoyed. Amen? Enjoy church. Don't endure church, all right? Some of you guys, you come from churches, you know, you leave, go get lunch, you come back, they're still in worship, and, you know, you go home, take a nap, you come back, the message, you know, intro. We're not that church. Man, we, I preached the message this Sunday. We started a brand new sermon series at church this Sunday, and um, I had the privilege of speaking. Uh, we, we, we talked about just agreeing and being in unity, and one thing that was constant in that talk was just us being a part of the body of Christ. Um, how many of you guys believe we're the body of Christ in this world? Who believes that? So, so, so we're the body, we're the hands, we're the feet, we're the, we're the, we're the, we're the heartbeat, you know. We all, we all play a different part, but Jesus is the head of the body. So, so, so we're walking in a direction that the, the mind is kind of leading us. And we're, we're moving in a direction. And how many of you guys love the testimony at the end of that sermon about the young girl? Oh, my goodness. If you wasn't here, listen to the podcast. We have an application, New Birth app, right? Just search up New Birth, a place of hope. And you can see our podcast and all that on there. Uh, on the app, man, you got to hear Sunday sermon. It was it was just a wild roller coaster of just us just taking the time to pause and to say we are the body of Christ instituted in this world, and this is we are a part of an unshakable kingdom. I mean, like people come to church, people stop coming. Come on, the church is still here. The church is still growing. The church is still moving. People's lives are being changed. Come on, I'm preaching. So so we have all these things that that happen in church because we're, we're part of the body. I mean, we're, we're part of the body. And, and the truth is, young adult, here's the title of tonight's talk. What is my part in this body? That's a great question. I preached the sermon, man. We're a part of the body. We're doing this. And I went home. I almost got convicted. God was like, okay, so, so you got so many people in the church that know they're part of the body, but they don't know what their function is. I mean, they know. I mean, imagine, you know, I would assume 80% of America, 80% of the churches and Christians in America are in church but they don't know their function in the church. They're in kind of like the body, but they kind of don't know their function in the body. And imagine if 80% of your body didn't know what it was supposed to do. I mean, like, what would life be? Like, you'll be dead or, or an invalid at most, but your body wouldn't work to how it's supposed to work because a lot of it doesn't know what it's supposed to do. And, and, and that's why, you know, preachers and, and people on the altar are such a high pedestal. They, they put them in such a high place because they say, man, I am just a, a, a part that doesn't know what's going on, but man, that's a, that's a successful part in the body, so we're just going to follow, just going to just, just uh, my pastor, my worshiper, my this, my that, and that's where I get my strength, and that's where I get my purpose. But in reality, God has given you a purpose and a function, and we find true fulfillment in life when we're activating in this part of the body. Who's excited for tonight's talk? This is for anyone who felt like they didn't just, they, they, I don't know what to do. And the truth is, the, the very peace that leads you to your destiny is already inside of you. I'm going to preach a message called, What is my part of this body? It says in 1 Corinthians 12, 1, Now about spiritual gifts. Brothers, I do not want you to be ignorant. So the Bible doesn't want you to be ignorant about the spiritual gifts. So your part in this body is attached to a gift. Amen. So, so God didn't just say, I, I, I want you to be a part of the worship team. No, he gave you a gift of worship. I, I don't want you to just be a preacher. I, I'm going to give you a, a gift of preaching. I don't want you to just be a teacher. I'm going to give you a, a gift of teaching. I don't want you to be an administrator. I want to give you a gift of organization. I don't want to just make you an evangelist. I want to give you a heart for people. 
I don't want to put you in the kids' ministry. I want to give you a heart for kids. And I want to give you a gift. And I want to give you a specific design that is attached to your purpose, that is attached to your function. So many people jump around ministries. They don't know what it's inside of them because if you knew it, you would attach it to exactly where you're supposed to be. So, so, so the Bible doesn't want you to be ignorant to these things. Now, I'm going to start this night talking about what spiritual gifts aren't, all right? And it just give, give me like an all, overall picture. Because the Bible does talk about gifts. And if you were to Google gifts in the Bible, you'll see a bunch of stuff. I'm going to tell you tonight what the gifts are not. The spiritual gifts, number one, are not the gifts, is not the gift of eternal life. Hear me. There's a difference between the spiritual gifts that is attached to your purpose and function in the body. There's a difference between that gift and the gift of eternal life. There's a difference. It says in Romans 6, 23, for the wages of sin is death. Wages, money. There's a price for sin, and that price is death. You can ask for forgiveness all you want. Somebody had to die for your sins to be covered. Someone had to die for your sins to be taken away. And thank God Jesus took his place and followed his purpose and followed his function and paid for our sin. So now if we are in Christ Jesus, we're given the gift of eternal life. Anybody believe they're going to wake up one day after a long life and to wake up, they're going to enter heaven and eternal life? Who's excited for that day? Who is just expectant of that day? I'm going to meet my creator face to face. There is going to be a moment when my gift of eternal life will come into fruition. That's a gift, but it's not a spiritual gift. The gift of eternal life is for when you die, but your spiritual gift is for right now. There's a difference in the gifts. Here's what is not. Spiritual gift is not the gift of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is a promise to all the believers who declare Jesus Christ as their personal Savior. I mean, Jesus is walking around before he leaves, and he says this in the book of Acts. He says, do not leave Jerusalem. In other words, don't go anywhere until you receive my gift. Don't, don't, don't move. Don't Stay right there. Because if you're a believer in me, and if I'm going to heaven, I'm going to leave y'all. I paid the price. I'm going to send the helper. I'm going to send the advocate. I'm going to give you the gift of the Holy Spirit. For John, baptized with water, what does that mean? That means salvation. But in a few days, you'll be baptized with the Holy Spirit. So attached with salvation is baptism in the Holy Spirit. Attached with salvation is the Holy Spirit entering your soul. The gift of the Holy Spirit is separated from the gift of eternal life which is completely different than the spiritual gift that is for your calling and purpose. Does that make sense tonight? I'm going to tell you what it's not. The spiritual gift that is attached to your purpose and calling has nothing to do with the gift of eternal life. And it has really nothing to do with the gift of the Holy Spirit. These are gifts. But, man, there's a grace gift that is for you. I don't know if you ever heard that term, man. I got a grace gift. What's your grace? I'm going to talk tonight about spiritual gifts. Spiritual gifts. Somebody say, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And, and I'm going to show you the verse. If you're taking notes, come on. This is the book of Romans, chapter 12, verse 6. We have different gifts. That word gifts, translated in the original context, is the word charisma. We have different gifts, charisma, according to the grace, charis, given to us. So the root word is charis of these two words, translated. Now, those who brought this into the English language, they said, okay, we only have we have a little dilemma. We have to take the word charisma, root word charis, and we have to say this in a way that gift and grace is kind of the same thing, but kind of not, right? 
So, so I, I got to say that, you know, we have different gifts. Look, look at the screen. We have different gifts according to the grace that's been given to us. So there is a grace gift that is specifically for me. There is a grace gift, hear me, living inside of me. This is probably the most radical, the most heartfelt message I've ever preached in my life. Because if you thought that my job was to stand here and make you feel good, if you thought my job was to stand here and to tell you you're awesome, I want to do those things. But man, I really want you to understand that you have purpose attached to your life, that you have a gift inside of you waiting to be brought into, come on, you got something in you. And we all have different gifts because we're all different people and we all created differently. The truth is, you cannot receive this gift educationally. It's not educationally conceivable, but it's given gracefully. You can't one day just study other gifts and say, okay, let me study how it is, what's the evidence, and maybe I'll receive it. You know how you know the grace gift is for you? It's when it's easy for you, when it's easy to love people, when it's easy to be a worshiper, when it's easy to love kids, when it's easy to be organized, when it's easy to do these things. God has given you something that is easy for you that he wants to use in the church and fulfill your calling in this purpose. Listen, every one of us has a grace gift. Every one of us have purpose, and every one of us is part of the body of Christ. Man, if you believe that, that's a great time to make some noise and to lift your hands and to say amen. Come on. You have this potential in you that's, that's it's probably bottled up. Man, sometimes we grow up in church and there's so many, like, misconceptions. Like, the people on the altar are the most grace. That's not true. You have a grace for you. And because one part of the body is more seen doesn't mean the ones that are unseen aren't important. In fact, I beg to say that the, the parts of the body that are unseen are probably the most important. I mean, what's a beautiful face of the body with no heart? I mean, what's the beautiful arms and muscles of the body with no liver? I mean, there's so many parts to the body of Christ, and we all play our different parts according to the grace gifts that God has given us. Man, if I could say anything tonight, if I could say one point, is that God has given you something, what are you going to do about it? God has given you a gift. Just going to sit on it? Just going to let it go through the motions of church? Or are you going to say, man, God, in this lifetime, I'm going to take this gift you've given me, I'm going to discover it, and I'm going to do something about it. It says in 2 Timothy, verse 1 through 6, for this reason, I remind you to fan into flame the gift of God which is in you. Fan it into flame. Here, here, I didn't say his last service because it's for this service. Man, this summer, summer of 2018, our church is going to be opening up our doors to 30 to 40 young adults that want to get into the church. And we're calling it New Birth Internship. And what we're going to do, we're going to open our doors half week, half day, Wednesday to Friday, 8 to 2 ish, whatever. And, and we're going to be training you. Come on, an hour of prayer, devotional. Come on, theology classes, life courses. I mean, hands on ministry experience. We're going to be equipping people who want to fan it into flame. Anybody right now just feel like that's God telling them right now? Like, that's me. That's me. New birth intern. That's me. I'm doing it. I'm doing how much? I don't care. Let's do it. It's not free. We're going to feed you. Camp. Price is included in that price. Man, it's going to be amazing. It's for those who want to say, man, I want, I want to quickly jump in fan in this flame, this whole thing. With, with, since I want to do that right now. This summer. Could be going anywhere else. Could be anywhere. From Wednesday to Friday, I, I could be working. Could be making, I want to jump into the thing that God has for me. I'm a family into playing. And, and here's the truth. I, when I create sermons, I ask myself questions. Like, I, I'm the person 
that's sitting down right now that's saying, dude, you're talking about spiritual gifts. Why are we even talking about this in the first place? I mean, like, if this is what God has for me, then why are we even talking about this? I think we should already know this. I'm that person when I'm creating the sermon. I'm that dude, all right? So if you're that dude, you might be a preacher, all right? Just saying. So I was literally like, I'm like, why are we talking about this? Why are we literally discussing? The Bible says it. Why isn't it happening? Here's why it didn't happen. Because there's a bad theology out there in the world that believes that all the gifts, all the miracles, and all the purpose things that Jesus activated and did and claimed for his believers, a lot of people believe that it stopped when Jesus died. I mean, it, it, they have a word. They're called the sessionist or the cessionist or whatever. The root word is cease. That, that when Jesus died, all these things ceased. Being a prophet ceased. Being an apostle ceased. Being a teacher ceased. Being, being a healer. Being, being Anything that has spiritual gifts. Aside, come on. Being a person that's just, just technologically sound. Like all these things, people believe it ceased when Jesus died. But that is contradict to the word that Jesus said when he said, listen, I'm going to go, but greater things you're going to do in my name. I've cast the demons out. You're going to cast double the demons. I fed people and did miracles. You're going to speak and people will raise from the grave. So, so that's why we're saying this. Number one, because a lot of people believe in God, but believe that their gifts don't even exist. But that is not true, and that is not biblical. The Bible says yearn for these gifts, search for these gifts, activate these gifts, and he'll come to life. That's the first reason why we're talking about this. The second reason why we're talking about this is because a lot of people have grown up in America believing that if I'm not called to be a preacher or a worshiper, I'm not called at all. There's this misconception in church that those on the altar are elevated over those serving in every other ministry. That is false. And I'm going to throw this water. I'm going to do a last, last service. That's not true. That's not biblically right. Oh, the priest, he's above us. Yeah, in the Old Testament. Oh, the priest, he's the only one invited to the tabernacle. He's the only one that can speak on behalf of all mankind. That was true at one point in history. See, the tabernacle, only one dude was allowed to go in on behalf of the world. And he interceded for them. And he made move. There was a veil that was in this tabernacle that represented the difference and the distance between God's presence and humanity, and only one dude was allowed in. So, man, if you believe that, that's true up until Jesus died. That's true up until Jesus rose from the grave. The Bible says that when he died, that the earth began to rumble. And I love the Bible put this in there. It says in the temple there was a veil and it split in half when Jesus died saying, listen, I know only one person was invited in, but everyone's invited in to the presence and purpose of God. God was accessible to one. Now he's accessible to anyone who believes. Come all ye people. I start singing Christmas carols. Anybody hype is like about to be Christmas? I love it. <laughs> We're all invited to this thing. Pastor, can you come pray for me? Pastor, <laughs> Pastor. Oh, we have a bunch of leaders. No, no, I want Pastor. I want Pastor to pray for me. Pray for yourself. You're part of the priesthood. You believe in this thing. I mean, like, if you really believe in it, you have as much power as me. I just have a different gift. I just got a different gift. 
I just got a different, you know. So some of y'all, you come up here, you see all these people, you probably throw up all over this. That means that you have a different gift for a different purpose. But just because you're not seen by everybody doesn't mean it's less powerful. You are part of the body. You have a gift. And it's supposed to be brought into life. Someone told me this once. You are the pastor, so you have something special. I said, yeah, it's called the Holy Spirit. Are you believe in Jesus? Because you got him too. I remember once uh, at my old church, we had a huge concert. Israel Hewton came through. So for those of you who don't do church, Israel Hewton is like the Michael Jackson of Christian music, all right? Like he's bad, you know? I'm backstage at this huge concert. Israel Hewton's there like warming up. I'm right behind the dude. I'm so high. I'm like, yo, this is the Israel Hewton, right? But before that, I have like drama, whatever. We're not talking about that. So I'm behind him. Moving on. All right, guys, come on. Stay with me. Behind him. And I'm just like, I'm taking videos. I'm taking pictures. I'm putting, my Snapchat is like all him. Like, if you was just tap, 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 it's just him like moving around and stuff, like selfies and all that. One of my buddies who's been going to church just for a little bit of time, man, he hit me up with all caps. He's like, bro, that's Israel Hewton. I'm like, yeah, that's Israel Hewton. He's like, dude, 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 tell him to pray for me. Tell him to pray. Here's my name. Here's what I'm going through. Here's my address. Tell him to pray for me. He was like, bro. And I texted him back. I was like, no. I'm not going to do that. Why do you believe that his prayers go to God faster than yours? Why do you believe that his prayers are going to be your way to Jesus? Do you believe in God? He said, yes. Do you believe he's inside you? He said, yes. Okay. You have a way to him that is so personal and is so just individual. It's probably more powerful than asking other people to pray for yourself. Speak life into your situation. You are a part of this royal priesthood. So I say, I'm a part of the royal priesthood. Come on, I'm preaching right now. I am a part of the royal priesthood. I need a pastor to come to my house. You need presence in your house. I need a pastor to come lay hands on my car. Pray for your car. Because you have the same. Listen, the power of God is not subject to certain people. Come on, once you say yes to Jesus, he's pouring into you. And this right here is messing with some of y'all because a lot of us grew up thinking that the closest you are to the altar is the closer you are to Jesus. That is not true. That is not true. It says in 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 9, you are a chosen people. It doesn't say you're a chosen person. It doesn't say you're a chosen preacher. It says you are a chosen people. A royal priesthood. There's not one priest invited into the presence of God. We are chosen. We are the priesthood. Catch that. We are a people belonging to God that you may declare the praises of him who called you out of darkness into his wonderful light. I have one idea that wraps up everything tonight. If you missed this, you missed it all. One kind of point, and, and, and it's kind of long, so stay with me. A spiritual gift is a special supernatural ability that God gives to each of his children so that together they can advance God's purposes in this world. It says in 1 Corinthians 14.1, follow the way of love and eagerly desire spiritual gifts. Follow the way of love and eagerly desire 
spiritual gifts. Here's my next point. My gift was created before I was. My gift, your gift that God has for you. I have 13 minutes. I'm about to be out. Your gift was created before you were. In other words, we needed a plumber before we needed the guy. We needed the preacher before we needed John. We needed the worshiper before we needed Carl. And what happens is that God creates you in your womb, in the womb of your mom, and he attaches a purpose to you. It's not vice versa. He doesn't create you and say, what am I going to do with her? No, no, no. There's a purpose that God wants to do in the world. There is a title. There's a position. There is a part in the body that needs to be in place. So he placed you to that gift. I have a spiritual gift. I told you, I asked questions. Ready? Here's, here's a question. How do I find this gift? How do I find it? How do I access it? How do I put this into motion? Number one, you need to discover the gift that God has given you. Discover it. There's something inside of you that God put there. It would fulfill you and help the world. And it's, hear me, it's necessarily easy for you to do. It's in you. There is a seed inside of you that loves people. There's something that God wants to explode in you. There's something in you that likes technology and, and, and the stuff that I, you know, my people, my people. And, and, and God's going to explode it and use it for his glory. It says in Psalms, chapter 139, verses 13 and 16, for you created my inmost being. Okay, okay, okay. Let's stop right there. So, somebody say inmost being. That's the person that nobody sees. That's the person with the crazy thoughts. That's the person that walked in here, and instead of looking at the worship team, you're looking at the lights because they're kind of like hitting something. Like, it's like, ooh, the lights. You know, we all have an, an inmost being, and, and the thing is we all come in here, we look at different things. Some of you guys came in, you're looking at the wall. Some of you guys came in, you're looking at the screen. Some of y'all came, you're looking at the floor. Like, man, this looks ratchet. Some of you guys came in, you're looking at the worship team. You're looking at, look at her hair, and someone else like, look at his hair. And, and some of you guys come in, and you're looking at the speakers, you're looking at the walls, and you're looking at people. Some of you guys come in, you're looking at the AC, like, wow, this is weird. And, and here's the thing, we all walk in with a different perspective because we all have something different in us. And I'm talking way too fast. That was really quick. That's my gift. We all see things differently because we're all different people. And that very thing that separates you from everyone else is the very thing that's going to activate in your life to be the purpose and grace gift that God has for you. Amen? I love this. My design reveals my destiny. Uh, you can't expect a, 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 a toy car to, 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 to fight an action figure. You weren't made for that. And, and I see this all the time in church. You have action figures trying to be cars. And, and cars trying to be action figures. And, 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 and children are frustrated, right? They're like, man, why isn't this car punching back? Listen, mama, that, that car was to ride. Look, it goes back and forth. The action figure was supposed to swing. Listen, most of the frustration in church happens when things and people try to operate in a function that they weren't created to operate in. That's where confusion happens. I'm trying to, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to be a worshiper, but, but you're called to be a greeter. And your, and your grace gift is love. Like, when you love people, like, it just, I can't do it like you. I, I just can't. That's not my grace gift. I love people, but, man, when people look at you, they just break down. Like, some people in this room, I know them, people just come to you with, with all their stuff. They just feel like opening up. To, I just trust you. You know, something about it's your grace gift. Maybe you're called to be a counselor. Maybe you're called to be a, a leader. I don't know. But there's a grace gift given into each and every one, and it is 
brought to life by our design. Here's my example. So let's say we're all in the lunchroom, right? We're all like in lunch. And a lady walks in with a big plate, you know? She trips and she drops the plate in the floor. Automatically, we're all thinking about different things to do. So, so for example, you have the mercy person. Oh my God. Give me a hug. Give me a hug. Oh my God. It's okay. It's okay. It's okay. I know you're embarrassed. I know how you look right now. Come on, mama. Let's go to the bathroom. Let's clean you up. That's the mercy person. Then you have the preacher. The preacher looks at this like, Mama, you got too much stuff on your plate. It's just supposed to be Jesus on your plate. If it's not Jesus, it's going to fall apart. You need to put Jesus on your plate. Put Jesus. Ow! Ow! It's still a mess. Why are you screaming at me? Ow! You just run away. Ow! Still a mess. Then you have the, the, the people with the serving gift, the, the gift of servanthood. No one tells them to pick up the food. No, they just run. Oh, God. She's like, oh, God. That's our setup and teardown team. Y'all in the house tonight? Come on. We serving. The servanthood. And you have the, the teacher. Listen, ma'am. So when you're holding the plate, if you have too much food on one side of the plate, the way gravity works, I'll, I'll give you a quick lesson, is that it'll begin to tip in that direction. So what I advise you to do, I don't know if you want to take it or not, but I'm going to keep dropping plates. If we could just put both hands under the plate, and maybe next, just try scooting the food to the middle of the plate. That's the teacher. We all want to do different things. You got the giver. Come on. You got the giver. Some of y'all just called to give. Some of y'all, God is going to bless you much, and he's calling you to give much. The giver, hey, here, take my plate. Take, take, take it all. You're not hungry? I, I'm, I'm starving. But something inside of me is saying to give it to you because God's going to give me much. Just take it, honey. Don't make me beg. Then you have the administrator gift, right? You walk in like, oh, you grab the mop, you got the toallita, you got the Clorox. You, start singing, go. Give her a hug. You, go get the car keys. She has to go. You, call her sister. Come on, call her You're just going. There we go, people. There we go. That just, just like how I called it out. Then you got people with kids, kids ministry gifts. They, Let's gather all the children. Let's sing. Come on, let's sing. All the children, let them figure it out. Come on, Jesus loves the little child. Come on, come on, louder, louder. Come on, support them, support them. Woo! It's not my gift. I love you if it's yours. Where's Laura? Is Laura in the house tonight? I love you, Laura. And you have the leader. Probably my favorite. Hey, man. Uh, man, every time it's lunchtime, I'm going to just be next to you. And, um... Uh, we're just going to do life together. We're just going to hold the plate every time it's lunch. I want you to catch how I do it. Can you just catch the culture? I want you to walk with me. Every time it's lunch, you better meet me here at 6 p.m. Every single day. You know what? Tomorrow we're going we're gonna to practice how to hold it. And we're going to do life together. We all have different gifts. We all have different positions in different parts of the body. Imagine if everyone activates in their position. How amazing would that young girl feel? But everyone's trying to be a preacher. Everyone's trying to be a servant. Everyone's trying to be an administrator. 
Who's going to pick the food up? Who's going to take the kids and make them have fun? We all play a part of this body. And it would be just weird to believe that we all have one purpose. That is not true, friend. There's a gift given in you. There's something inside of you that makes you feel good when you do it. It's easy. It's easy to love people. It's easy to do that. Man, kids ministry people, I love y'all. Man, I, I see that many kids, I'll go, I'll go crazy. But some of that gets you, gets you going. Like, yeah, look at them, look at them. That was so much fun right now. <laughs> Jesus loves the little children. <laughs> There's a place for you in the church. For the complete body of Christ. The complete body of Christ. Listen to me, church. Listen, listen. There's something inside of you that is waiting to give birth. You're not called to just fill a seat on Fridays and Sundays. You're not called to just soak up all the AC and see the lights every week. You have a God-given purpose and gift that needs to, I mean, it needs to. You're just going to be searching all your life for that fulfillment to happen. And it's only when you identify, number two, and you embrace the gifts of God that it's just going to start living in the full purpose of God. Sometimes we see ourselves terribly, and we say, I, I want to do it, but God can't use me. I, I know my gift. I discovered it. And I know God called me to this. One camp ago, you know, this happened, and God said this and that. And, and, and I, I can't embrace it because of who I am. I, I, can't, I can't do this whole internship thing. I, you don't know who I really am. And that's just going to manifest itself. Listen, God is not intimidated by what's wrong with you. He is encouraged. Because if you have something wrong for you, there's something he needs to fix. He said, Jesus didn't come for imperfect people. He didn't come for perfect people. There we go. He came for the imperfect people. It's the sick that need healing. It's the lost that need to be found. And don't ever think that what, what's going on in your life disqualifies you from your gift. Your grace gift is, needs to be activated no matter what's going on. It says in Romans chapter 12, verses 3 to 6, do not think of yourself more highly than you ought. But rather think of yourself with sober judgment in accordance with, with the measure of faith God has given you. Just as each of us has one body with many members, and these members do not all have the same function. So in Christ, we are, we who are, many form one body, and each member belongs to all the others. We all have different gifts. So I need to discover I need to embrace it. Number three, so simple. I need to use the gift that God's given me. I need to use it. God's going to ask you two questions when you die. It's biblical. He says he's going to ask you two questions. The first one's so easy to answer. First question God's going to ask you is, what would you do with my son? What would you do with my son? Do you know my son? You're going to die. You're going to get to heaven one day. And, you're gonna, and God's going to say, okay, okay, before you come in, Jesus, you know him? You know her? And then he, he, you're going to be like, yes, I, I, I love Jesus. <laughs> God's not like, how was your church attendance? No, no, no. How's your relationship with my son? How many sermons do you know? No, no, no. Uh, do, you know do you know my son? And, and Jesus is like, I know him. I know her. Uh, I know you, Jesus. Woohoo! You're the man. I knew you were light-skinned. They say you were white. I knew you was light-skinned. I knew you had curls, Jesus. I know it. <laughs> when you get there, it, it, it's kind of humorous, but it's kind of scary. 
To approach someone you thought you knew all your life. To approach someone you, you were singing to, you had no idea you were singing. So the first question I want to prepare you for is when you meet Jesus and you meet God before you enter heaven, the first question is, what did you do with my son? Man, I lived a life according to his will. I lived for him. I, I gave everything to him. I know him. He's been speaking to me, and I act on what he tells me. Come on, I'm, I'm doing my thing. The second question is, so, so that question gets you into heaven. There's a second question God asks you to give you a reward for what you did on earth. The first question is, hey, are you coming in or are you not? Are you going to be in my house eternally? Because the only way in is Jesus. That's the first question. The second question is, okay, what would you do with the gift I gave you? Remember that gift I gave you? And that's how you get rewards in heaven. You know, the Bible talks about different crowns, different mansions, different positions we're going to have in the, in the internal life. And that is all based off the, the rewards that you're going to gain from the gifts that you pulled off in, in, in this place called earth. So what would you do with that gift? That's your eternal award, reward. What would you do with the gift? Well, I, I just, I want a new birth a lot. <laughs> What'd you do with the gift? I, I sang a lot in the back, and I was just, uh. That's a different question. What'd you do with the thing I gave you? Did you only give it to the things of the world, or did he use it for me? What, 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 what are you doing? Did you build your own brand, or are you building my brand? What are you doing? What'd you do with it? It says in First Peter, God has given gifts to each of you from his great variety of spiritual gifts. Manage them well so that God's generosity can flow through you. Okay, how, how, do I, how do I take my gift? I, I identified it. I got to embrace it, and I got to use it. I don't even know what it is. Here's your first step, super practical. You ready? You, you want to kind of jump into this gift thing? Come, on, come to student leadership. On a Saturday, we hold the classes. It's one day out of the week on a Saturday. We, we, we show you what we believe, and then we give you an opportunity to serve, and it's a beautiful thing. And, and here's the thing. We, we jump into ministry, and, and we figure out the, the, the grace gift that God's given us. And the truth is, hear me, and I want to wrap it up. It's how the worship team come up, and I want to sing, You Hold the Universe. That's kind of like my favorite part. So when you're a preacher, you get to pick what songs they sing. Oh, these aren't really bad. Okay. So, so here's the truth. I, I wish I could do They did this back in the day. They, they used to do this at your parents' church. They have a moment in church that they, any testimonies? <laughs> How many guys are old enough to remember testimony time in your parents' church? Who's remembers it? Come on. You know, when Adamana came up, come on. Oh, gosh, here she goes. The church I used to come from. They're so bad. I'm like, move on. Okay? What is God doing here? What, he, what happened over there was over there. God wants to do something new and fresh. Amen? That's for somebody. So, so, so testimony time. We, I, I wish I could give the mic. You ready? To, 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 to John. I wish I could give the mic to John. You know what John would say? This, this, this is what he wouldn't say. I, I, I'm a servant in the worship team, and, and I follow the pastor. I follow his purpose. No, no, no. He's going to say this. I am a royal priest. I am a part of the body. My function is to learn songs. I mean, he's well disciplined. To learn songs and learn how to play it right so that it's not awkward like that. But I, I have to focus. 
I have to get into it. I have to learn the music. And that, I'm a part of this priesthood. I'm a part of this body. That's the part that I play. And I was made for this. I was made for this. I wish I could give the mic to, to whoever's back there doing screens. Is that Willie? I wish I could give Willie the mic. Willie would say, hey, I, I, I'm Willie, and I, I serve with media and lead it, you know, and and, and, and every week, I, I kind of, I'm, I'm in the back, and I wish I was in the front, but, but I know I'm a royal priesthood, and I know that I have a function, and sometimes the why outdoes the what, and I'm a part of this, and, and every week we have the opportunity to lead people into the presence of God. I was made for this. I'm a, I'm a royal priesthood. I wish I could give the mic to Catherine and Jeffrey who do parking every single week. Man, I'm Catherine. I got saved, and I jumped straight into parking. And 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 I, I'm a I'm a royal priesthood. I'm a part of the body, and I have a function. I make sure people come in, and it's a safe environment, and they can easily come into the house of God and easily leave, and they get a high five, and they get my smile, and they get my organization. I'm a part of the body, and I was made for this. I wish I give the mic to Amari and Julio doing sound. They said, man, if it wasn't for me, those great songs would have sound so good. And I don't say this from a prideful aspect. I say this because I am a part of the body. I'm a part of the royal priesthood. I don't need Pastor John to help me pray. I have a voice. I'm a part of the body. And I was made for this. Wish I give the mic to Beatrice. She said, oh, hi, my name is Beatrice. I serve in every area you need me. And the truth is, is that I'm an evangelist. I'm a part of the body. And yeah, you know, pastor does do the salvation prayer, but ma- mainly the people that raise their hand. Come on, the people that I invite on Monday, the people that I talk to on Tuesday. I was made for this. I'm part of the body. Hey, my name is Alan, and I'm, I'm really cute. I'm fine, and I'm taken. Hold up. Stop it. Stop it. And, and what? And what? I'm a, I'm a royal priesthood. I'm a part of the body. I have a function. Every time I want to be up here worshiping, I'm behind drums, blowing off my eardrums. I probably won't be able to hear my grandkids when they call me. Grandpa! What? What? All those years of ministry I gave to God. I knew I should have been a trumpet player. I'm a part of the body. That's what I do. I find life when I do this. I was made for this. Man, how many more stories I wish I could tell in this room? How many more gifts I wish I could just exasperate all over this place? But the truth is... We've been accustomed to just coming to church and leaving. We've been accustomed to running off the benefits of everyone else's gift. God has a gift for you. He has a plan and purpose for your life. There is something attached to you and your design. Something attached to you. There's a purpose. There's a grace gift that God has inside of you waiting to come alive. I'm a preacher, right? I wasn't always a preacher. I was a creative I was doing graphics and videos, and man, I was just take, uh, managing, that, managing that gift, managing that gift. For just a moment, man, I, I want to pray for just a second. Every head, Bobby, I close. All of this room, all of this room. 
You see, tonight was probably a rough night for you because this is coming against everything everyone told you about church. So tonight may have been a tough message that probably steps on your toes because you've been accustomed to believe that these things are probably not the real truth. Maybe the real truth is, is that you're called to be like everybody else. And that's what the enemy wants to tell you. you. You know you can't step into your grace gift. You know you can't step into your purpose. And what he's trying to do, he's trying to cripple the body from the inside. But man, there is something called white blood cells. There is the Holy Spirit that is the defender and the protection of the body. So right now, all over this room, before we pray about purpose and pray about all these things, man, I'm, I'm not naive. I know some of us in here aren't believers in Jesus. I want to encourage you, most of the people in this room haven't been Christian too long. We haven't decided to follow Jesus not too long. And I want to encourage you, listen, tonight is the moment of salvation. Tonight is the moment to say yes to Jesus and to receive his Holy Spirit and to activate these gifts inside of you. Come on, all of this room, every head bow, be out closed. On the count of three, if you want to make a decision tonight, come on, to follow Jesus. You want to make a choice tonight to say, listen, Pastor, I'm ready to respond. I'm ready to take steps towards Jesus. Every head bow, be out closed. If that's you, on the count of three, if you want Jesus Come on, all over this place, I'm just going to ask you to raise your hand up. Come on, unashamed, unafraid, ready on the count of three. If you want Jesus, come on, raise your hand on one, two, three. If you want to make a decision to follow Jesus, raise your hand, raise your hand. You want Jesus, you want Jesus. Here we go. One hand, two hands. Raise it up so I can see you. Three hands, four hands, five hands. Come on, six hands. Come on.